Good morning, Fantasy. It is Wednesday, March 2nd, and we have a great show for you guys today. Breaking down Dynasty Rookie Draft uh, Dynasty rookie draft Tips and Tricks, uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues with Rookie Drafts right around the corner this spring. I'm going to walk you through some tips and tricks on how to get the maximum value for your rookie draft picks, where to trade back, where to trade up, and how to draft a team that you are proud of ultimately when your rookie draft comes so close, and you will hopefully not be made fun of all over your league's chat forum because no one likes that at all, and I want to make you guys win every single dynasty league possible this year so listen along hooked on fantasy not hooked on fantasy that's not the show <laughs> good morning fantasy every single day uh five days a week year round guys make sure you guys drop a review if you're listening to apple podcast and drop a follow wherever you're listening or subscribe click on that bell and to turn notifications on on youtube and hit that subscribe button we're really close to 200 subscribers and i'd be really happy if we hit that soon so much love to you everybody for listening out there thank you so much for supporting the show it means a lot five days a week is going nowhere everybody so make sure you guys Drop a follow, turn those notifications on when you get notified whenever you drop a new episode, because that wants you guys to stick around. I want you guys to become a part of the Good Morning Fantasy family. I love building those connections with my listeners. And if you do listen to the show, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know you listen to the show, man. I, I really appreciate you guys supporting me. It means so much that you take time out of your day to join me and uh, listen to what I have to say, because honestly, I'm just a 21-year-old idiot. Well, I mean, I am a 21-year-old idiot, but I do know a little bit about fantasy football, and that's why I have this show, obviously. But I appreciate you guys being here. It uh, means so much to me. It really does. Thank you guys so much for giving me a platform to do what I love and talk about the stuff I love with everybody for other people to enjoy. Um, I really do think that my purpose in life is to create things for other people. And if you guys are the people I'm creating stuff for, thank you for being here. It means so much to me. But let's jump into the show right here, starting off with news and notes around the NFL. With the show being every day, there hasn't been that much news going on around the offseason right now. But the biggest thing that's happening right now, a uh, big news story dropped from Adam Schefter today. Uh, 49ers quarterback, or soon to be former 49ers quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, if you're nasty, is going to have surgery on his injured shoulder. Uh, Schefter reported that he is going to have surgery on the shoulder, and he is going to be out for quite some time, but he'll be ready for training camp after the summer. Uh, most likely, but this trade, this injury should not impact his trade stock at all, and he should be traded within the next week or so. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on a Jimmy Garoppolo trade soon. Obviously, here with free agency coming around, teams are going to start looking at filling the quarterback position and uh, quarterback parallel. The quarterback carousel will soon begin going around and around all around the NFL, as it does every single offseason. It's always by far the most entertaining part of the offseason, as everybody knows, because quarterback, obviously, the most important position in football, Jimmy Garoppolo. While he's not the best fantasy quarterback, he could be an upgrade for some teams around the league. I do think he'll end up being a starter at some point because he really is not that bad of a player. I mean, he's led the 49ers to two Super Bowls. No, sorry. He didn't make it. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year. Two, he made it to the NFC Championship game this year, and he made it to the Super Bowl recently where he lost to Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs where Mahomes got his first ring. But what I'm trying to say is Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bad quarterback at all. I feel like he's the definition of average, or as the kids these days say, mid. Uh, he can do a lot. But he's kind of limited as far as fantasy uh, football goes in super flex leagues. I think Jimmy Garoppolo might be a nice buy low right now, if I'm if I'm gonna be honest. He's a great QB3 to have. I would not be thrilled to start Jimmy Garoppolo every single week on my dynasty super flex roster. But with the news of him possibly getting traded elsewhere, his stock could get bumped up if he lands in a juicy situation. I don't think he's gonna. Um, but for some reason, if he lands in a better situation than he was in with the 49ers, his stock could go up a little bit. But even if it goes down, I'm gonna take him regardless because in super flex. Every single starting quarterback is of huge value uh, because everyone needs uh, 32 starters in your league if you're playing a 16-team, 24 starters if you are in a 12-man league. So what I'm trying to say is every single starting quarterback in the NFL has immense value in uh, 
in Superflex leagues. So definitely go out there, send out some trades for Jimmy Garoppolo or hold him if you have him. I would not be selling right now. But Jimmy Garoppolo definitely uh, is a value right now in fantasy football. But the question is, where will he be headed when he is traded? A lot of people think the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a Steelers fan, I really do not want that to happen. I think he's gross. But, I mean, the Detroit Lions, maybe, probably not. I don't think so. New Orleans Saints, I'm trying to just think of <laughs> this spitball on top of my head, honestly. The Washington football team could be quite interesting. I actually think he'd be a pretty good fit there. Some other quarterback needy teams. Never Broncos, maybe. I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater is pretty equal to Jimmy Garoppolo as far as quarterback play goes. Panthers, eh, I don't know. But the point being is Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be traded soon. And I think he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Go out, buy him, hold him if you have him in fantasy football. Don't panic sell just because you think that his career might be coming to an end. It will not be coming to an end. He is still decently young for an NFL quarterback. He has plenty of time to keep playing in the league. And he will be a starting quarterback next season. I would bet my house on it. All right. Going into the meat and taters of today's episode, guys. I know these uh, podcast episodes are not the longest, but it's kind of by design. You know, I, I like having a bit of short, consumable bits of content for you all to enjoy. And today we're going to be hopping into rookie draft tips and tricks to make your dynasty fantasy football league rookie drafts be successful. Let's transfer in. With the NFL Combine rapidly approaching, a lot of people will have a lot more takes soon on 2022 NFL Draft prospects. I only have done film research so far on the 2022 quarterback prospects, but I plan on diving into wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends very soon. But right now, I'm I'm a decent fan of these 2022 quarterback prospects. I'm going to be really interested to see where they land in the real-life draft. And I think rookie drafts for quarterbacks this year, Superflex is going to be a big value. You guys can get some really good starters for cheap as far as fantasy productions goes. Malik Willis, baby, let's go. Everyone knows I'm on board the Malik Willis train, but guys, in Superflex, he might be the 101. And that is not a joke. If he lands on the Pittsburgh Steelers, that man is the 101 in Superflex leagues as a rookie. Uh, he is an absolute monster with his legs, and he would be a fantasy football superstar once he develops. Gives me a lot of the same energy as Trey Lance. Um, I think he has all the physical weapons, and I'm really excited to see where he goes. But that's besides the point. Let's get into the uh, rookie drafts and tips, or uh, I as you can kind of call it, rookie draft 101, uh, uh, best way to get value out of your picks where to kind of approach rookie draft boards in case you're not too familiar. And if you are a seasoned veteran, listen in. Maybe I have a tip or uh, strategy that you don't really employ, uh, but you hear me out on it, you know? Uh, first things first, wait until draft day to trade your draft picks. If you're going to trade your draft picks, let's say you have the 108 this year and you're a contender, you don't really need the 108. You already have a, a roster full of veterans. You don't love where you're sitting at the draft board right now, and you honestly would rather go send out that first-round pick for a veteran like Chris Godwin, for example. So let's say you want to buy Chris Godwin uh, and you you send out the offer now. I think right now, if you trade a rookie first-round draft pick opposed to the week before the NFL draft, I almost would guarantee you that the other owner or manager that you're sending that first-round pick offer out to values that pick less right now than they will at that time. Why? Because for the next month and a half or so, the only content we're going to be fed from the NFL besides free agency is draft, 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 draft. The draft's coming. Look at this guy run his 40-yard dash. This quarterback throwing really well in his, uh, in his pro day. This wide receiver dropped the ball during the combine. This running back looked really good in the three-cone drill. You know what I'm saying here, right? All these prospects are going to have so much press and media coverage over the next month and a half that everyone's going to have these rookies in their brain a lot more. A lot more people are going to want these rookies. They're going to want these top players coming in and out of the draft here. And that's including myself. I definitely see myself building the hype train. I mean, right now, I mean, I didn't know who Malik Willis was. 
three months ago. You understand what I'm saying here? If you're selling rookie picks during the season, 2022, like the current year that you're in, you're doing it wrong. You want to hold to the offseason. You want to hold till right now. You want to hold until a month from now where we're staring down the draft in three weeks. You know what I mean? The more press around these rookies, the more hype those picks get and the more value that they build. The longer you hold, the more value they have. I honestly, if you're doing a rookie draft in a slow draft format, which I highly recommend you do in your Dynasty Superflex leagues and uh, Dynasty leagues in general, uh, you're going to want to wait until you're on the clock to shop this pick if possible. You're going to want to wait until the draft board's right in front of you, the manager behind you wants the guy that you have and they knows that one of his buddies might trade up and get him. You want to wait until the last second possible to squeeze every ounce possible of value out of that draft pick. Do you understand what I mean? Like, if you sell a first-round pick now, opposed to a month from now, I guarantee the value goes up. Just wait, hold on to those draft picks, and sell them for peak value right before the draft starts. Because the more media, the more press coverage over the next month and a half equals higher and higher value for your rookie picks every single time. 100% guaranteed. Every single time those draft picks will go up in value unless there's a bunch of injuries that happen to the draft class or something. Regardless of how strong, air quotes, the draft class is, like this year is not the strongest compared to 2020, 2021, and 2023. But 2022, I mean, there's some solid contributors in here, man. There's a lot of really solid fantasy football assets that will be coming into the league and will be super value for your fantasy teams moving forward. So hold on to those picks and make sure you get maximum value. Uh, next tip is don't be scared to trade up or trade back. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, myself included before, have been on the clock and you feel forced into taking up. So let's say, let's just give me a scenario here. Let's say you're at the 106 and there you're looking down three players that you value absolutely identically. You don't really have a team need for either three. Let's say you're staring down the three wide receivers. You already have good wide receivers, but you want to draft one of them. You're looking for a wide receiver too. You really like these three guys, but you don't really know who to pick. You could be happy with all three, but your buddy sitting right below you, needs a wide receiver really bad, and they really want to trade up, and their guy is sitting there on the board right now that they want to take. They know that they're not going to take your guy, or let's say, for example, you're looking at the three wide receivers, but there's a running back on the board that they want, and you already said a running back. You don't need a running back. So you're wanting to trade out because this owner that's going to trade up in front of you is not going to take the guy you want. It's a simple NFL draft strategy. Obviously, if you're a real-life NFL fan, obviously you probably are if you like fantasy football as much to listen to this podcast, this niche small market podcast. Um, but it's the same strategy, right? You're going to want to trade back and let people trade up who are going to take players that you don't want on that board. And you're going to trade back, gather additional assets. Let's say you trade the 106 for the 108 and the 208. That's a great deal for you. You get an additional second round draft pick and you trade back two spots to get a player you would take at your current pick. Employ that strategy as much as possible. But also on the other hand, there is absolutely nothing wrong with spending up a little bit to trade up and get the rookie that you want. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If you're sitting at the 109, you want to drop up to 104 and draft Kenny Pickett this year, do it. Go ahead. Also, I have no idea where Kenny Pickett's going to go. Uh, but just in general, if you want to move up to get a guy because you need a player in that position and there's a huge tier break there and you really love the film of this player and you don't think he's going to be able to get him uh, long-term after they start playing, get him early. Get him now. Go get your guy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Don't be afraid to overpay now for an underpay tomorrow, as the handsome Rich Dotson says from the Dynasty, uh, Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Go follow him on Twitter, by the way. I've heard a really handsome guy runs their social media. Uh, anyway, next tip and trick here, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move down the board here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Draft the best player available. In general, I always like to go best player available in Dynasty Fantasy Football drafts. Don't reach for team need. The thing that people always understand, don't understand, is I think a lot of people get caught in the traditional NFL team-building mindset, like real life 
where you need to fill your team holes in the NFL draft or the rookie draft, for example, in your dynasty leagues. Sure, you do. And if the board shakes out to the point where you don't feel like you're really reaching for a player need, that's fine. Take the need that you have. You don't have to go true best player available at all times. But what I'm saying is don't reach for team need, right? You have until late August, early September to fill your roster the way you want. You'll be drafting your rookie draft in April. You have May, June, and July, and all of August to figure out trades, free agency, roster building, to craft your team's starting lineup the way you want it. Get maximum value. Flip that value elsewhere to capitalize the team need. If you understand what I mean here, it's just don't back yourself into a corner. Take value and use that value somewhere else to leverage that value into a better starting lineup for your team long-term. Just don't box yourself into a corner. You know what I mean? Just don't box yourself into a corner. That's pretty much the, the summary of that tip right there. Next up, uh, look for draft day value. Seriously. There's every single year these top rookies who come out and don't get drafted to the NFL team that people wanted. Rashad Bateman is a great example last year. Rashad Bateman plummeted down rookie draft boards. I scooped him up at the 202 in a 16-team Superflex League. Rashad Bateman, he was a wide receiver three. He was a first-round NFL draft rookie. Sure, he didn't have a great rookie season, but he's going to develop and be an absolute stud down the road. I'm extremely confident in that. Trey Sermon got drafted over him. You know what I mean? Just look for the value. Look for the value. Look for guys who have great film and landed and not in the best situation. This kind of blends with the last point here. I'll kind of blend it into one. Talent is greater than opportunity in rookie drafts. Talent is greater than opportunity. What does that mean? That means don't draft Clyde Edwards-Alaire over Jonathan Taylor in your rookie draft like some people did, myself included. I'm a fucking idiot. I did that. I did that once. Don't do that ever again. I learned my lesson that day to never do that ever again. Draft the talent. Look at the film. Look at the player's profile. Draft the talented guys. Unless their stock plummets because they smoke weed out of a mask like Laramie Tunsil did on draft night that one time, you're fine. Go draft the player that you believe in the most. The 2020 running back class is the best example I possibly can have of that, right? DeAndre Swift was my number one running back coming out of that draft class. Jonathan Taylor, my running back two coming out of that draft class. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is my running back five in that draft class. Guess who drafted him number one overall in rookie drafts because he went to the Kansas City Chiefs? Me. I took Clyde Edwards-Alaire over Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. Two consensus top five dynasty running backs. Hell, maybe even top three dynasty running backs for some people. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. I took Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is a top 20 at best dynasty running back for most people. Look for the talent is what I'm saying. Don't blindly follow the talent. Obviously, landing spot does matter. You want to factor in all situations there. But don't fade players just because they go to a bad situation. The NFL landscape changes year to year like no other sport. Every single year, teams flip like that on a coin. And like the Bengals, for example, they were picking very early last year. They were a top five draft pick. And they found themselves in the Super Bowl this year with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Situations that seem bad for fantasy production can flip like that. Another example from a while ago, A.J. Brown was drafted by the Tennessee Titans. And I remember everyone's like, ew, Tennessee, gross. They don't use their wide receivers. Yeah, they do. Newsflash. A.J. Brown is a monster. And that's what I'm saying. If an NFL player is good enough, people don't think about this very often at all. This is actually a really good point by myself. I'm so smart. NFL teams, I'm oh, sorry, NFL fans don't think about this ever. They think that NFL offensive coordinators just don't change their scheme. If they draft players that are good enough to change their scheme because they're that talented, they're going to. 
The best example I can give of this is Baltimore Ravens drafting Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace, bringing Tammy Watkins, and they passed the ball more this year. Wow, galaxy brain moment. Of course they did because they added wide receivers. You understand what I'm saying here? If they have a team as running backs, they're going to run the ball more. If a team adds a tight end, they're probably going to throw the tight end more. You know what I mean? It's not always going to be this, oh, last year they did X, Y, and Z, and next year you're going to do the exact same thing. That's not always the case, guys. If they bring in other players who might change the landscape of that offense, things are going to change. Things are going to change, especially in dynasty fantasy football where you're playing for that three-year window. Look for the future. Look long-term. Don't look short-term. Look for a mix of both. You want to blend everything together. You're looking to win now and win later. You're looking to win down the road and immediately. And if you blend talent and opportunity in your scouting process, you'll be doing the right thing. Look for talented players. Look for players who could be in a better situation than some expect. Like Michael Carter with the Jets or Elijah Moore with the Jets or literally any Jets player of all time. Um, Just look for the good. Look for the good. Look for the opportunity mixed with the talent and you'll do the right thing. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure to drop a follow and drop a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening over there. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and making the show a part of your daily routine. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody, and good morning. Goodbye.